Hey, welcome to the Vision Church Podcast. Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, this past Sunday, we talked about honor. Honor is so important. It is so critical that each of us has a spirit of honor that we flow in honor because the way that we honor is the way that we receive. And so I think you're going to get a lot out of this message. So uh, I hope you enjoy it. And here we go. to stay where they are and I'd like you guys to be seated because I just want to go ahead and share if that's okay is that okay band stay where you are don't you appreciate these guys man I appreciate our team Rebecca keep playing there girl so thankful for Russ Bus sitting in on drums today We love you, man. We love you, man. It's interesting. It's so interesting. That every Sunday we come into church and we pursue his presence. That that's our desires, that God's presence would come. You know, we're not interested in just coming to to church and being able to... Mark this off of our list and say, you know, we we came to church. You know, we did our spiritual duty. We because if Jesus doesn't come, what have we accomplished? And and so one thing that that this team is so uh, I'm so I love our team so much because this team is so dedicated to bring the presence of God into the room. You say, Phil, what do you mean bring the presence of God? I mean, doesn't he live inside of me? Yeah, but he manifests in a corporate setting. And when he manifests, that's when miracles, signs, and wonders begin to happen in people's lives. An interesting thing about that word presence, the word presence in the Old Testament, that Hebrew word, do you know what it translates? The word face. That's interesting. Word face. Because Moses knew God face to face. Remember, he told, he told uh, Aaron, he told Miriam, he said, look, he said, you know, I talk to prophets through dreams, through visions, through, you know, sending an angel. He said, but Moses, I talked to face to face. He experienced his presence, the face of God. And, and that's what we desire in here for every person It's not so we can have a corporate experience. It's not so we can say, hey, at Vision Church, man, God's presence shows shows up in our ads or market it somehow. No, that's not our desire. Our desire is that we would experience God's presence in here so that it would travel with us wherever we go. You remember Moses? Remember he came out of the tent, his face was glowing. I mean, he's glowing so that people can't bear to look at him. Why can't people bear to look at him? Because the presence is so pronounced on him that light drives out darkness. Light reveals the darkness, what's in the darkness. And what happens is when darkness is exposed, when light is shed upon it, now you have to deal with that darkness. Now you have to repent and change. 
end. So last week, I began to share a little bit about honor. We began to talk about honor in the, in the second half of the message. And you can go back and listen to it on our website if you want and get caught back up. But, but when we were talking about honor, um, God just began to really deal with me that we needed to go farther into this with honor. Because I think there's some things that, that are available to us that we miss out on. You know, it's like, it's like we inherit all of this property, but we never go and look at it. I mean, what, what would that be like? That you inherit, you know, acres and acres of land, but you never go and explore what you inherited. And so I, I want us to explore this morning a little bit what we've inherited. Now that word honor, let me give you something that the Evangelical Dictionary of Biblical Theology says this about honor. It says, most occurrences of honor in the Old Testament are translated <clears throat> in the Hebrew word K-A-B-O-D. I'm not going to even attempt to say it. But the root of this word literally means weighty or heavy. It means to give weight to someone. To, to honor someone then is to give them weight or to grant to that person a position of respect or even authority. So when it's weighty, that means, you know, that means there's a value to it, right? That's how they used to do it in the marketplace. They would weigh out the coins, right? So there's a weightiness to it. And so what God, where God wants us to be is he wants us to be in a place where the weightiness equals value. And we become like the merchant that went and sold everything he had so that he could buy that pearl of great price. That we're tenacious about wanting God in our lives. I had this thought this morning. Think, think about this. I, I think this is really interesting. Because in the Ten Commandments, one of the Ten Commandments is remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy, right? And so that meant to do no work on the Sabbath day. So I've just always kind of had this idea about the Sabbath day that, you know, it's a day off. It's a day we kind of lay around on the couch and do nothing. Don't, don't do any work on this day, right? But what if God wanted us to set aside that day because <clears throat> for the same reason that your kids, if you have them, want you to take off a day of work. Now, why do your kids want you to take a day off of work? Because they want to spend it with you. They want to play with mom and dad. They want to go to the theme park with mom and dad. I mean, they want to experience the goodness of the relationship that they have with their mom and dad, right? And so the reason I mention this to you is what if God wants us to take a Sabbath because he wants to spend it with us? He wants us to spend the entire day with him. It, the reason that he doesn't want us to plan anything is so that our time is available. So why did, this, why did this merchant buy the pearl of great price? It's because he valued it more than anything else. So let me give you a progression, can I? Listen to this progression. It's when we value him, then we honor him. And when we honor him, his presence is manifest. 
but I want to jump back to a scripture, and this is a scripture that I shared at the end of last, uh, last week, in the, in the service last week. <clears throat> and so if you have your Bible and you want to turn over to Mark 6, I don't know with the lights down, it's okay. I'm, I, it'll be up on the screen. And I referred to this. Remember, this is Jesus. Jesus went back to his hometown. And he went back, you know, and so he's there and it's the Sabbath day. He comes into the synagogue. He begins to teach. And listen to what all of the people that he grew up with, people that know him, begin to say. They begin to say, where did Jesus get all of these things? Where did he get this wisdom? And where was it given to him? And, and what about these mighty works? How is it that he can perform all of these mighty works? Wouldn't that be interesting to you if you grew up with Jesus? You were in the same class together. You guys went out and ate donuts together. But Jesus lays hands on the sick and they recover. And you lay hands on the sick and... It's like, how did he get that gift? Right? And so it says that all of the people that knew him, because they knew all of his brothers, they knew his sisters, and it says that they were offended at him. The King James Version says that they took offense. So offense is something you take. It's not something people can give you. They can't. You choose to take offense. And so they took offense. And listen to what Jesus said. And when he saw all this, He's real perspective, so perceptive. He said, he said, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. And verse five says, now he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid a few hands on some sick, laid hands on a few sick people and healed them. So let's go back to that progression I shared with you. So when we value him, then we'll honor him. When we honor him, his presence will be manifest. Well, what happened for these people? The offense derailed the honor and it stopped the mighty works from manifesting, from happening. Do you see that? Familiarity. So what does that mean? Well, what that meant for the people is the lepers are still lepers. The people that were dying are still dying. Why? Because Jesus couldn't do no mighty works there. He just laid his hands on a few sick people. So was their offense, did their offense affect the whole group? It did, that whole, his whole hometown. He couldn't do it. Now listen to this. I thought this was interesting. This is the Brooks Bible commentary. This is what they said about the people of Nazareth, the people in his hometown. They said that in their opinion, the people, in their opinion, Jesus was nothing more than an ordinary craftsman. Their physical knowledge of Jesus prevented them from having a spiritual knowledge of him. In an introduction, introduction and commentary to the book of Mark, they said that the people of Nazareth knew all the answers about Jesus, where he was from, where he came from. And they were not prepared for any flesh or any spiritual revelation to come. They missed out on revelation. So how many times do we miss out on revelation that God wants to give us? Because we don't want to enter in. We don't want to honor him because there's some cost to honoring. It means I may have to get outside of myself and do something that's not comfortable for me. I, I heard the story. I, I'm trying to remember, and honey, maybe you can help me with this where I where I heard this story, but it was about, I think it was in Minnesota, but this guy was at a conference 
And he said, he said God, I, I want to honor you. I want to do, I want to be willing to do things that I haven't been willing to do in the past for you. And he said that he was, he was just in worship. Music was playing. They were all worshiping. He said, I had my hands in the air and I was just worshiping God. Well, the Holy Spirit began to ask him to drop down on the ground in the aisle and do 10 push-ups. That's a little odd. Drop down and do 10 push-ups. And so he said, that can't be God. And he just continued to worship. Well, it kept coming up. Step out in the aisle, do 10 push-ups. He said, this can't be God. Yeah, step out in the aisle, do 10 push-ups. This cannot be God. Well, finally, this thing would not go away. He said, it kept bugging me, kept bugging me until he said, I finally got out in the aisle. I got down, I did 10 push-ups. And he said, and I just got back in my seat and just continued to worship. And he thought, okay, I did it. I did it. I did it. He obeyed. <laughs> he didn't obey quick, but he obeyed, right? Well, he didn't know it, but there was a guy sitting behind him few rows back this guy's sitting back here and he sees him do this and that guy said lord if you will have somebody get out in the aisle and do 10 push-ups right in front of me i'll believe you're real now could god manifest if that didn't happen he would, he would have had to get somebody else to do push-ups somehow. Would have had to try and work through somebody else. But do you see how God's ability to manifest his presence in the life of the guy sitting back here was based on this guy getting down and doing 10 push-ups? Don't worry. I don't think God's asking anybody to get out in the aisle and do 10 push-ups right now, okay? Some of you might be concerned. Don't be concerned. So, but let me answer this question. How do we honor God? How do we honor Him? I want to read to you out of Acts chapter 10 because this is an interesting story and it answers the question how we honor God. This was a guy by the name of Cornelius. Cornelius was a part of the Italian regiment. He was, listen to this verse in verse 2. It says that he was a devout man who feared God with all of his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. So, Number one, we see the way that he honored God was that he was a devout man who feared God. What did Jesus say the cost is to come and, and to follow him? He said, is anyone who desires to come after me is to deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. That's devotion, isn't it? That's dying to self and living unto him every day. That means when people treat you like trash, you treat them with love. That means when people don't do what you think they ought to do or, or that you're okay with it because you're in love with him. <clears throat> All right. Number two, he said that he gave alms generously. This is number two. We honor God with our generosity. Proverbs 3, 9 says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with, wealth and with the best part of everything that you produce. This is tithing and giving to God. And then it says in Proverbs 14, 31, that those who oppress the poor insult their maker, 
but helping the poor honors him. It gives God honor. And then number three, it said that he prayed always. He was tenacious in his prayer. Sometimes we give up a little early. Do you remember that there was a woman back in in Luke 18? I I love this story about the, the widow who came before the unrighteous judge and she kept asking him for justice, asking him for justice, asking him for justice. And he said, man, he said, I don't fear God. I'm not the kind of guy that fears God. He said, but this woman is irritating me. And he said, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna give her justice just so that she'll leave me alone and stop coming. And so he gave her justice. And Jesus said, listen to what the unjust judge said. And won't your heavenly father, listen to exactly what he said. He said, he said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out to him day and night through, though he bears long with them, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. That's good news. That's what pressing in and being tenacious in prayer does. And then number four, this is another way that we honor God in the way that we treat his messengers, his ministers. And I'm not talking about patting patting them on the back and taking them out for coffee. Okay, I'm talking about when God sends them with a word that's specifically for you. So there was a man, another man named Cornelius, Acts chapter 10. And Cornelius, it says in verse three, that about the ninth hour, he saw clearly a vision, an angel of God coming to him saying, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? And so he said to him, your prayers and your alms have come up as a memorial before God. Listen to that. Prayers and alms are coming up as a memorial before God so that when you give, Let's say you come to vision and you sow into the offering. You know what that does? That comes up as a memorial before God. Wow. Isn't that amazing? And your prayer, the prayer that we prayed this morning for Afghanistan, guess what? That came up as a memorial before God because Cornelius' prayer is coming up before God. He's not even saved at this point, but he's giving. And he's praying. He's pressing into the presence of God. And so it says in verse, uh, second part of verse four, it says, so he said to him, your prayers and your alms have come up to him before a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. So God has something for Cornelius, but it's going to come as Peter. Peter, who is a Jew, not a Roman. Cornelius is a Roman. But yet... Cornelius honors God so much that he's going to honor the man that God is going to send. So he pulls into the entire household together to receive him. And then when Peter comes in, I mean, he he treats him like a king. And then he postures himself to hear from heaven, from through Peter. So little did he know salvation and the infilling of the Holy Spirit was going to come to him. That day came to him and his entire house. Why Peter? Why would God send Peter? God is omnipresent. He could have come himself. God, one of God's greatest joys is in sending 
messengers, sending people, sending angels, sending people. He loves that because we're a team. But let me say this. What if Cornelius would have been swayed by personality and presentation? It would have stopped God from being able to do that work in Cornelius' life. I love what Kenneth Hagin used to say. He said, oftentimes people miss the supernatural because they're looking for the spectacular. And don't think that celebrityism hasn't crept over into the body of Christ. Some people are coming to church the same way they go to a Broadway show. They clap at the end of every song. They laugh at every joke. And it's become more of a production than it has been I'm coming to meet face to face with the king little did did you know that's what you came in here today to do is that God wants to meet you face to face isn't that good news he loves you he loves you so much he wants to talk to you face to face come on Scott he loves you man Rachel Shannon Leroy come on he wants to talk to you face to face. Come on, Austin. Sarah. I don't know all of you, so I can't name all your names. So let me show you what honor looks like. I want to read to you one more scripture, and then we're going to do something. That's why I asked the band to stay up here, because we're going we're gonna to put this into practice. In Matthew chapter 15, there was a Canaan woman. And she came from from that region, from the region of Canaan. And she came and she cried out after Jesus. And she's crying out so much. She's saying, Lord, have mercy on me, son of David. She says, my daughter is severely demon possessed. And so she comes in and, and now she's crying out after the disciples and the disciples are saying, Jesus, send her away because she's annoying us. She keeps crying out after us. And then Jesus says this. He says, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And so now she comes in and she drops at his feet and she says, Lord, help me. Now listen to what Jesus says. He says, it is good. It is not good that I take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Now, I don't care how you slice that. Jesus just called her a little dog. Didn't he? Am I right about it? You can say, yeah. Okay. So, but look at, look at her response. She says, yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs, meaning I'm okay with you calling me a little dog. It's okay. I'm letting that one slide because even the little dogs eat the crumbs that have fallen from the master's table. And Jesus says, woman, great is your faith. He said, for this statement, go because what you desired has come into pass. See, here's what honor does. Honor overlooks offense. Some of you might be offended with me right now. <laughs> Hope not. Hope I haven't said anything to offend anybody. But, but I'm asking you to, to get into the spirit and get past the package if you don't like the package and receive what God has for you. I, I heard somebody preach recently and, and somebody was asking me about them. And what did you think about their message? I said, man, I thought it was really good. I got a lot out of it. I was, able to, I was able to get some really good nuggets from the message. And so they pointed out, well, what about this part of the message? You know, that was, 
you know, that wasn't the way that we've been raised, the way that we've been taught. And I said, yeah, I said, I know, but all this other stuff was really good. Some people stumble right over the thing that maybe they don't agree with and they miss out on everything else that God has for them. But if you're willing to just step over, man, God may have some things on the other side waiting for you. And I don't want anybody in this room to miss anything because we didn't honor God in it. Amen? So, all right, one last thing. Luke chapter 7. This was the scripture I wanted to get to. I thought that was the last one, but I have one more. All right. So, band, get ready. You might want to get your instruments on. All right. Luke chapter 7. It says this. It says that a Pharisee invited Jesus to dinner. And so Jesus comes. He sits down to eat. And when a certain immoral woman from that city heard that he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. And then she knelt down behind him weeping and her tears are falling on his feet and she's wiping them with her hair. And and then she kept kissing his feet and putting this expensive perfume on them. And then the Pharisee who had invited him, when he saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of a woman was even touching him because she's a sinner. And Jesus answered his thoughts. I love that. Holy Spirit can answer your thoughts. (laughs) And Jesus answered his thoughts. And he said, I have something to say to you, Simon. And he said, go ahead, teacher. And he said, there was a man who loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to one, 50 pieces to the other, but neither could repay him. And so he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. So who do you suppose will love him more? And he said, well, I suppose the one to whom was canceled the larger debt. Jesus said, that's right. And he turned to the woman and he said, Simon, do you see this woman? Look at her. She's kneeling here. And when I entered your home, you did not offer me water to wash the dust off my feet, but she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. And he said, you did not greet me with a kiss. And yet from the time that I came in, this woman has not stopped kissing my feet. And he said, and you neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume. He said, I tell you, her sins, though they are many, are forgiven because she's shown much love. But a person who's forgiven little shows little love. Now, I want you to, li- I want you to pay attention to that. Look at what he said. He, he said three different things in here that stood out to me. He said that you didn't offer me water to wash my feet with. You didn't uh, greet me with a kiss. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil so that I could anoint my head. What is he saying? He's saying, she, because you didn't host me, she did. And as a result, her many sins are forgiven. She hosted him well. It wasn't even her house. And I I just want to say this to you. Are we hosting him well? In here, yes, but are you hosting him well? in your daily life? Or are you deciding which rooms in your heart that Jesus can come in and out of? Do 
You got all your junk shoved in the closet and you slammed the door. Yeah, welcome, Jesus. Come on in. What's in there? Oh, nothing, just some stuff that I want to hold on to. See, the Pharisee had lip service, but the immoral woman, she had corresponding action. So here's my point. Miracles are on the other side of your honor. And honor is not something that I hear being taught. I'm so thankful for my dad because I was raised to honor my father and my mother. That's why I'm going to live long on this earth. Because I got a promise from the word of God that says, honor your father and mother so that your life will be long. (laughs) How many of you want a long life? (laughs) Yeah. And so... And so my dad, I always honored. And I remember this time I was away from God and I was, I was staying over at a friend's apartment and I'd stayed a, a night or two. I don't remember how, how many times, I think maybe at least one night. And, uh, and he invited me to stay the next night. Well, this guy was not a good influence on my life. And my dad knew that he was very perceptive. And plus he had the Holy Spirit in him, showing him. And he called me, and back then it was, it was not easy to call because we didn't have cell phones. They were the kind you had to push the buttons and dial. So we, st- we still even had one of the old rotaries. But my dad got a hold of me, called me at the guy's apartment. And he said, Phil, I'm asking you to come home. Oh, that impacted I got up, got my stuff. Where are you going, man? I said, I got to go home. Got my car, I went home. And God is calling us home. He's calling us to a face-to-face with Him. Thanks for listening to the Vision Church podcast. Hey, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud and follow up with our messages from week to week at visionnwa.com forward slash messages. And if you would like to support this ministry financially with what God is doing here in Northwest Arkansas and around the world, be sure to support us online at visionnwa.com forward slash give.